Welcome to another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined by a very angry Dave Blackford. Dave, how's it going? Good, man. I messed up the headline on my article I just wrote, so I got to fix that because it was old. <laughs> Whoops. If you guys could hear the... <laughs> if I would have recorded what Dave said before the show started and played it, I think Dave would be uh, fired from every job he's ever He'd be retroactively fired yeah, from thank, previous jobs. Thank God I work for myself, huh? That's right. Yeah. Well, you'd be on the bad list for sure, Dave. So uh, Dave is mad. Uh, it's very funny. I, I can only tell you guys that if I wish you could hear it. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we're back. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. This is going to be a lightning fast episode. I'm going out of town uh, and my flight leaves in 12 hours. I haven't packed. I've got a bunch of work to do. Rob Cassidy is in bed. He sent me a picture. Said you want to do the podcast. He was already in bed. That was before nine o'clock. So uh, was it a sexy pic? Uh, no, no, it was not. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, he's already sleeping. <laughs> so we've been on the road. You know, Rob was in Tallahassee for four or five days. I was down in Bradenton. So uh, whenever, whenever we're without podcasts, that you can know that we are uh, traveling or somewhere or everywhere. Uh, but you can rest assured that Dave constantly bugs us to do an episode so here we are i'm keeping this thing moving man all right lightning round dave made a bunch of a million topics actually we want to remind everyone leave us a review etc tell a friend uh the season is right around the corner uh it's going to be up to you and rob in august you know i'm leaving for all of august dave so all right well you won't so. get a podcast <laughs> <laughs> you can motivate rob to do it he just got to stroke his ego a little bit all right. Um, so anyway, he'll never he, he'll never hear this. That's the best thing about making fun I of know, Rob. I know. <laughs> like episodes that he's not on is there's zero chance that he will ever listen. So, uh, but I listen when I'm out of the country. So I like it when you guys do them because then it gives me something to listen to myself. Um, anyway, all right. So so Dave's list here of things we want to talk about. <laughs> A real real list of hits you got here, Dave. All right. So Dave says, is the story 44 of the top 100 prospects are uncommitted or that 66 of the top 100 are committed? Uh, and then he goes on to list some other numbers. Uh, so 149 of the top 250 are already committed uh, before taking an official visit to see a game. Now, some of them have taken official visits, of course. What's the deal? What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on, Dave. All these guys commit now. And then we go through the season, and then about mid-November to mid-December, all hell breaks loose. And everything that we did leading up to that time period gets thrown out the window. Players get dropped. New players get offers. All types of things. Coaches get fired. And everything goes bonkers. And... Every year we say we're going to prepare for it, and we can't. We and we do. We try to, but nevertheless, all kind. I mean, who would have thought that Urban Meyer would have, you know, retired or whatever? Yeah. Um, you know, last year at this time. So uh, Florida you never fan. Florida fans. <laughs> yeah. So you never really know. I mean, there could be some huge job openings. I'm not going to speculate on which schools, but I can't tell you that I wouldn't be shocked if some of them happened. So. What do you, you know, Dave, you haven't been doing this that, that long. Uh, are you surprised with the number of early commit? I am. I am. How's my mic sounding right now? Is my you mic sound good? fine. Yeah, it sounds okay. fine. Um, I, I am. I, I was doing the math and I'm looking at my notes here. 
So 44 of the top 100 prospects are committed. That means 66 of the top 100 are committed. So what's the story? You know, is it that 66 out of the top 100 are committed? And then also from the 100 to 250, there's 67 remaining undecided. That means 83 out of the 100 to 250 are committed. That means that out of the top 250 recruits in the country, 149 of them have committed before taking an official visit to a game. So. I think it's surprising that so many kids have committed early, and I think that's a product of the early signing period. What say you, Woody? <laughs> I just said me. Were you listening before you started? You, you said you, you said it's all, all going to go like helter skelter and get out of control. But I mean, it has nothing to do with any. It has you know what it has to do with kids wanting to get more followers on social media. <laughs> yeah, get, get me up to two thousand followers. Yeah, I see that if all I, the time. Right. If I commit to school X, I'm going to get a bunch of followers and get a bunch of stuff. I mean, the amount of kids I interviewed this weekend, I mean, I interviewed a kid who committed on the 14th. What day was that? What day is today? Hold on. Um, yeah, he committed on the 14th. Okay. We're, we're recording this on the 17th. I interviewed him on the 16th and uh, I was like, you going to stay committed? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> like, you just committed two days ago. Come on, man. At least pretend, right? Yeah, man. So the bottom line is uh, don't get too comfortable. Unless you're Clemson, who somehow never has a decommit, don't get too comfortable because uh, because things are going to go crazy no matter what. So that's my take on that. So good good research by you. Now, this one you have, you have North Carolina ranked ninth in the country in the team standings. Is that true? Yes, they're ninth right now for um, rivals. Boy, that How crazy Fried- is that? The Adam Friedman effect. <laughs> 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 they are actually moved up to eighth, uh, right uh, ahead of Florida and Florida State, right behind Ohio State. That's that is pretty crazy. Uh, they, of course, the the numbers can sort of be skewed this time of year based on commits, but you know Clemson has eighteen. Alabama has 18. Ohio State only has 12, Florida 13. So all the schools that are around them uh, but are, are only have less commits. But if you look at their class, which I will do right now, including a guy who's not ranked, boy, once he gets ranked, that's going to be even higher If I, once Friedman gets on it. Jefferson Bowes, 6'7", 230. What a, what a build on him, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> He's listed as an athlete. I wonder what position he plays. Oh, Bose likes opportunity to play college quarterback at ECU. So my guess would be uh, they probably wanted to play tight end, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, come on, Friedman, rank the kid. Um, they got a couple of, you know, they got Cameron, Roseman, Sinclair. They got Josh Downs, who is a guy that I think you like him, don't you? A little slot I, receiver. Yeah, I like Josh. Uh, Ethan West, Ray Greer. They got they got a lot of Malik Hornsby, four-star out of Texas. Actually, got another quarterback out of Arkansas recently. So they're doing a good job, and I can tell you why. I feel like I did an interview on the radio, too. Do you know what the Chuck Oliver show is? No, nah, fill me in. I guess it's a, it seems like it's a big deal. I don't know. I think it's on a lot of stations. <laughs> Let us know if you listen. <laughs> Let us know if you listen to the Chuck Oliver show because I go on there all the time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who listens to it, but I'd imagine it's a lot more people than this podcast. Anyway, and they were asking me about it. And the bottom line is North Carolina, Dave. You live your your mom lives in Charlotte, right? Yes, sir. Well, Cornelius, but yes. Right. So anyway. North Carolina is like one of the most southern states you can find. 
I don't, it's so weird when you go, I mean, it's it definitely more Southern than Atlanta. Now I don't know about different parts of Georgia, but it's, it, I mean, you really feel like, I remember, you know, I lived in North Carolina for a while when I moved there. I, I was like, where did I, where am I? You know, it's almost, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very Southern state. So you got, I got a up, funny story about North Carolina. Can I tell my North Carolina story? Yeah. yeah let quick? me tell. Yeah, let me tell my – hold on. Let me tell my little th- – let me give my little s- speech here. All right, go ahead. So the deal is Mac Brown comes back. He, he, guess what? Every single high school coach in the state, which they still have a lot of pull there, they remember when Mac was the coach in North Carolina, and they they either know him, they played for him, their dad played for him, their dad knew him, or their granddaddy. And it's paying major dividends. I'm telling you, that's what's going on. And he's got some good recruiters on the staff. Now, if they come out and go two and 10, I don't know if they're going to hold on to a lot of these guys, but I like what they're doing. And, and that's my, that's my theory on them being in the top 10 right now. And they're, they're basically, if you're in the top 10 at this point with 16 commits, you're almost guaranteed of finishing in the top 25. So yeah, all right, no doubt. let's hear your North Carolina story. All right, so I moved to North. I moved to um, Northwest Cabarrus High School. Coming from, I was at, I was in Delaware at the time. I was in uh, in Wilmington, Delaware, and my parents moved me. My parents got divorced, and they moved me down to uh, Concord. They told me we were moving to Charlotte, but we moved to Concord, right? So I go to school at Northwest Cabarrus. It's one of those schools that has like little double wides that that are actually like classrooms because <laughs> the school expanded, but they didn't build onto the school. So I walk into English class. Actually, I was late because I had to drive from Charlotte because our house was still um, – the people that lived in our house didn't move out. So we had to wait for them to vacate the house. So I had to drive an hour to get down to Concord. So I'm mad because, you know, I'm a junior in high school. And up north, you have to fight to gain respect. So I had been in like 10 fist fights and nobody messed with me. So now I moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm figuring, oh, I got to go through all this all over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I go down there and I'm late to school. And Miss um, Cole, she's the guidance counselor down there. And she says, Mr. Lackford, you're an hour late to school. And I said, yeah, we were supposed to move to Charlotte, but we're actually moving to Concord. And I didn't realize it was such a long ass drive. And so Miss Cole being, you know, the, she was cool. I love Miss Cole. She goes, a long ass drive, huh? We're going to go te- let you meet the principal. <laughs> so I, before I even stepped into a classroom, I had to go meet the principal. And uh, he tells me, you know, I don't know where you're from or what they do up there, but uh, we don't tolerate that down here in North Carolina. So I go to English class and I'm sitting in English class and the and the teacher says, take out your books and your pencils. So I just sit there and he goes, Mr. Lackford, uh, is there a reason why you're not taking out your book and your pencil? You know, I'm a defiant uh, 16-year-old kid. And I said, well, sir, this is English class. And I don't know what a book or a pencil is. Oh, <laughs> so, so he says, oh, do you think you know English better than me? Why don't you get up here and teach the class? And I said, sure. So I get up there. I grab the chalk and I write A-E-I-O-U on the board. And I said, this is A-E-I-O-U, not A-E-I-O-U. So needless to say, I'm back in a principal's office about 15 minutes later, and I got suspended from school on my first day in Concord, North Carolina. Um, so that's my story uh, on my integration into the South from the North as a, as a damn Yankee. How, how old were you at this age? Uh, like 16 or 17. I was a junior – in high school so i was i was about to turn 17 yeah that's a rough move you know it's i think we talked about this before 
a lot of my Italian family lived there in North Carolina, and they all had their crazy New York Italian accents. And I don't know how they fit in with all those Southern people, but they got the job done. I actually, I was just up there recently, and uh, I just was blown. I, I I went to eat at some little restaurant, like a breakfast place. Mm-hmm. And this, this woman comes, still, you know, it was there was kind of like it looked like there was a wait, you know, and this lady comes storming in from the parking lot, and she goes. She goes, well, forget it. There's nowhere to eat. <laughs> I'm not going to do her accent. She's like, there's nowhere to eat in this town. We nowhere to eat breakfast. What? I, was like, I was like, what? She's like, yep, don't even bother going to Waffle House or Huddle House. They're both full. <laughs> 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 she, and she was like, I don't know anywhere else to get breakfast in this town. And I was like, you know, meanwhile, I had looked on Yelp and there's like 20 breakfast restaurants, you know, uh, uh, this lady who lived in the town. Uh, had never heard of any place other than Huddle House or Waffle House. She tried both of them, Dave. <laughs> so poor lady couldn't get sad. But guess what? The meal was like $7. So big shout to the prices there. All right. Lightning round. Okay. You want to make fun of kids' <laughs> grammar? Speaking of, we're going to go back to English teacher, Dave. I don't think we should talk about this. Okay, fine. Let's skip it. It does. It is frustrating sometimes to see – uh, you know, I had a I had a football coach today DM me. I'm actually going to read it to you. Um, I just got here in February. H e a r. That's a coach at a college who <laughs> 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 was messaging me about a commitment. He sends me a he sends me. I have over 25 DBs in the NFL. This new DB commit has a chance to be special. And he sends a picture, and I was like, "Who is it?" So anyway, uh, big shout to uh, this coach who has 25 guys in the NFL. Um, so well, there you go. I feel hey. like that's a big number. I feel that's like that's a, a big that's number. A huge number. I have over 25. So uh, this guy who is going to a school not in the Power Five is uh, on that uh, on that trajectory, according to this coach. So big shout to him. But anyway, there is a lot of grammatical mistakes. You know, I get mad when I make one, but. Uh, Sometimes I think the kids uh, do it on purpose. What do you think? You think they make uh, grammatical mistakes? Well, yeah, I, I just think a lot of it is almost like texting slang, you know. There, are, But there are things like, you know, bone apple tea, you know, where. <laughs> well, my, my, my thing was funny because the dude said, you know, like it was a Father's Day tweet. And he says, you know, I'm not going to say the name of the kid, but he says, you know, I'd like to thank my father. He's done so many sacrifices. <laughs> I was like, that's super, that's like super metal. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's like, uh, yeah, like he's doing, throwing people into volcanoes or something. Yeah. Um, got a lot of chicken. <laughs> all know? right. Help my son commit, you know, to power five school. <laughs> so, so you, okay. So you did have, uh, you did have a, oh, you know what we need to talk about? We haven't done this in a while, and this is a Helter Skelter episode, so for, please forgive us because we're going fast and furious, and we're gonna—it's only going to be like half an hour. So, you familiar with the segment we used to do called "Why You Always Lying"? Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so "Why You Always Lying" had a big, big week this week. Now, if you listen to this show, you probably follow me on Twitter. So, Game Six of the NBA Finals happened. And the Raptors won, which we'll talk about uh, in a little bit. But uh, I tweeted out 
shortly after the game, uh, a screenshot of Fred Van Vliet's rivals profile, which I've been known to do, right? Yes, sir. And I do it without commentary, just let people know what they think. I mean, he was a three-star. We had him ranked in the top 150. But at the same time, I mean, obviously, he was an integral part in winning the uh, NBA championship, right? So (laughs) the next day, I wake up to see Bleacher Report, uh, which is uh, nothing bad against them as their potential partner here. (laughs) We love it when Bleacher Report links our articles. We do. I have a friend who is a very high up at Bleacher Report. A big shout to him. And uh, the Bleacher Report tweeted, Fred Van Vliet's story just got even better. Went from undrafted in high school or unranked in high school, which is a lie. Okay, he was which a, is a lie. He's a lie. Number one. Two D1 offers. Also a lie. Wichita State stud. Final four. Too small. Undrafted, fourth street point guard to NBA champion, key shooter and defender, $18 million extension. Now, when I saw this, so I I retweeted it with that screenshot again saying, look, he's got a good enough story. We don't got to embellish, right? And I sent it to my friend who works at Bleach Report. And I said, come on, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And there was some some back and forth on, you know, what – there was some real back and forth about was it intentional? Probably wasn't intentional, but it happened. Uh, it was just somebody running a social media account trying to like embellish or something, right? Which happens. Yeah, yeah. Now, I still think if it said three star recruit, it still has the same effect, right? So it's a good teaching. It's a good teaching moment for you know people who teach these social media classes. So I did it, and I got a little bit of attention. My initial tweet of his profile, I feel like, got a ton of uh, interactions on Twitter. Let me let me take a look at how many it got. uh, How many got initially? I think it was over. I felt like it was like approaching a thousand. Um, So anyway, well, I looked that up. (laughs) I had four hundred eighty-three and one hundred and twenty-eight retweets. So that's a decent amount. So our boy Fred chimes in himself, retweets the tweet, and says, I thought I was top 100 in high school and definitely had more than two offers, but cool story, though. Yeah, <laughs> they deleted a tweet. <laughs> and then they deleted the tweet. Our boy Fred comes from off the top rope. Uh, it comes from off the top rope to, to set the story straight. And actually he was ranked in the top 100 on ESPN. So we had him a little lower. Come on, Eric bossy. What's going on? Uh, one of my favorite things to do when I go to, to dinner with the basketball guys, when I'm covering the McDonald's game is go through old lists and list people off that they got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you'd be totally cool with people doing that to you though. <laughs> well, no, but here, but here's the thing. Like, so basketball guys, you know, they're not going to be like, Oh, Woody, you had, they don't like it's so much easier for a football guy to follow basketball than the other way around because there's right, a, right. There's only a few players in basketball where I can be like, "Man, you ranked Kawhi Leonard number ninety-eight. What happened?" You know, <laughs> you're not coming to me and being like, "Hey, that dude from Alabama State went in the first round. Why wouldn't you have him ranked higher?" You know, it's it's right, it's, right. You know that left tackle. It's not the same. So it is a fun. Plus, all the basketball recruiting reporters hang out with each other. It's it's very odd. It's not like football. Like everybody goes to dinner and it's, it's really something. So you should check it out. You got to cover basketball, cover basketball with your boy, uh, 
Jake. What's yeah, Jake? Yeah, Jake's killing it for the uh for for you know you know I brought Jake on to the site right. I recruited Jake. Jake's like eighteen years old. He's got nineteen thousand followers, and he knows all the kids. Like all the kids mess with Jake because he's their age, and he got all the dudes out here hitting them up like yo. I just got an offer from this. I got an offer from that. It's like it's like you with like Tennessee kids. You know what I mean? Like I know who I know the Tennessee kids who got offered before they tweeted because because you know they're in a Womack system. You know I mean? Yeah, I do. I do like beating people too. I, it's, it is fun for me to beat people to the uh, to the punch on that one. But uh, anyway, all right. So next, what's our what's our next uh, what's our next topic? You had making fun of the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, but... I was making fun. Yeah, 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 but you know what? I just I just made that mistake right now. Trying to tweet something out. It was an old tweet I had. So I had a commitment story for Luke Kandra, who just committed to Louisville, and it was old. And, um, when I tweeted it, uh, I, I just, I just had the old headline in there and, and I changed the headline, but for some reason, when you save something in the database and then tweet it out, the old headline comes up down there, the byline comes up there or the tagline. And I was like, Oh my God. So I had to go to bit.ly real quick while you were talking because <laughs> Louisville has been like, just getting commits from all over the place. Dudes. I didn't even know they got a, uh, Juco outside linebacker slash safety rover kid who didn't have a 24-7 profile two days ago, and now miraculously he's the number 12 Juco player in the country. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyway, uh, whatever. Um, anyway, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Toronto being the new Philly. Okay, so we'll do our NBA recap. So like I said, this is fast and furious. we got nine minutes left on the timer. So uh, – I came on here and said I expected the Warriors to dominate and sweep. Obviously, I thought Durant was going to come back. I didn't think uh, yeah. Clay Thompson was going to miss a game and then tear his ACL. But, right. But with with all that being said, I mean, Toronto kind of had their number. Um, and it makes me even matter that the Blazers blew all those. Not not that I think – I don't think Portland would have beaten Toronto. Man. But it makes me mad that the Blazers blew all those leads against the Warriors because they could have been in the finals, you know? It makes me mad that Kawhi hit a shot that bounced off the rim three times and Philly lost because Philly would be the freaking world champions and I'd be in Philly right now at a parade not talking to you. Not that I don't love talking to you. but You might be talking to me thanks to my connection with our boy Mike Scott who him and I had this discussion at the gym when he came back. He recently came back to Atlanta. Big shout to Mike. And I was like, man, that shot. He was like, he was like, and he told me, he was like, I, uh, he was like, I didn't have a very good game. He was like, I thought he was going to miss. And I was like, if I can hit, hit, a, hit a big shot or two in overtime, we're going to win, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I had the conversation with a Philadelphia player, Dave. So I feel your pain. Uh, Man, it's, just, it's heartbreaking. It makes me mad. Anyway, um, Philly, Philly sports fans get a reputation for being trash, uh, deservedly so. Um, but I would like to say that we booed Beyonce, and that makes us great because she wore a Lakers jersey in the 2001 NBA Finals, and we booed her off the off the court, which was awesome. But we did pelt uh, 
DJ Drew with nine volt batteries and the whole Santa Claus thing was overblown. It was like some skinny dude that came out because the original fat Santa Claus. All right. We don't need to go through this stupid. Anyway, so anyway, anyway, Toronto's the new Philly because the Raptors fans cheered when KD got injured, which is trash. Then you got fake Kawhi out there uh, ruining people's new uh, championship haps with fake signatures. And there was a dude, there was was, uh, multiple gunshots during a parade. People got shot during a parade. And so Toronto is trash, and they're the worst fans in the country, and <laughs> Philly is second now. So Toronto, congratulations. So. I'm well, not that's sure. because you're a Philly hater, bro. Uh, Philly fans would never shoot up the parade. I've been okay, to two this, of them. I, stop, stop. I don't think someone shot up the parade. There was a shooting uh, where there were zero fatalities. I, I, I have to imagine – I, I haven't seen nah, that. Four people injured. I'm reading it right now. Three people were in custody in connection with a shooting at the Raptors NBA Championship Parade Monday that left four people injured, Toronto police said in a statement. That comes from USA Today. Okay. All right. So, 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 so they're trash. So, but you're, you think it was Raptors fans? Raptors on Raptors crime. I was yeah. I was upset about that. You know, I don't, I've notoriously not. Plus, they got Drake. Okay. I've notoriously not liked uh, Kevin Durant for a long time. But even I was, uh, even I was disappointed when he got injured. I didn't like the way that happened, and I was disappointed in the fans cheering. And I had an argument with a couple of my friends offline. Who were like, "No, they had a breakaway dunk." It's like, "Nah, man, they were like, they were cheering the dude limping off the court and like waving." My thing was like, it'd be one thing if it was like Draymond or someone who had like done something to the crowd, but Kevin Durant hadn't done anything, right? Like, it's not like he had taunted the crowd. It's not like I can understand like getting personal, you know, like, you know, with Paul Pierce or someone that you have a history with that you hate. Like when Paul Pierce was like, I'm, we ain't going back to Canada. I hate going through customs. <laughs> you know, like, that, I'll feel you. <laughs> right. Like, that's funny. Like, but yeah, I, I just didn't feel like the history was there. I think people got caught up in the moment, but I'm not going to say that. The, I mean, you just listed off 50 years of history of, and including Philadelphia fans ruining my last visit to Nashville by interrupting every band while they were singing to sing this stupid Eagles thing. Like, and dr- fly Eagles fly. No, 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 I don't think they, no, it wasn't that one. It was like just saying E A G L E S or whatever. When was this? When they played the draft? No, when they played the Titans this past year. They played at the Titans, and the town was overrun by Phil- by Philadelphia fans. And then they yeah, were like interrupting it, bands, being like, "Sing Country Roads." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then we and then the Eagles lost because of terrible secondary play. I don't need, I don't want to talk about that. Well, I'm anymore. glad they moving I'm on. They moving lost. on. I'm with you on. I'm glad they lost. So you're a hater. <laughs> anyway, all right. Next, what do we have? We have four four football coaches by football coaches topic of the week. We had a tweet uh, from UAB's defensive backs coach, Jay Simpson, who said, if you commit because of graphics, likes and retweets, uniforms and everything else like that has nothing to do with those books and ball, go ahead and familiarize yourself with that portal. I'll see you soon. So, and don't forget the emojis. It was a well, lock and cross swords emoji. I didn't. For some you reason. didn't include that in what I'm looking at here, but uh, I know that's why I told you about it. <laughs> okay. Well, once again, that's that's not directed at any recruit. Uh, my guess would be that our boy Jay missed out on a, a target that he wanted. 
and uh, <laughs> and he got in his feelings a little bit and tweeted that. And guess what? You will see him soon because UAB has worked the the transfer portal. So I mean that like this that's that's that is a four other football coaches tweet and that is not directed at any recruit no recruits going to see that and be like yeah i guess i'll see him soon you know <laughs> that's what i like about it the best though is he's like familiarize yourself with that portal i'll see you soon like <laughs> that's how uab is eating right now off the transfer right. i mean portal. they they rebuilt their program through the portal now i'm trying to look up i did have i had one tweet that i wanted to read to you I have to find it. Um, <laughs> oh, this, this guy deleted his tweet. Don't you hate it when somebody when somebody like attacks attacks a person and then the person re- re- replies to them and then they delete the tweet like a celebrity? I don't know. Rob made me think today when he said we're all stupid for tweeting. I have some kind of program that deletes all my apps from a couple months ago, and I was like, you know what? That's a very good strategy. Rob, so, Rob has Cyberdust, I think. Uh, which yeah, I need to get that too. Which is man. a good one. So anyway, uh, here's a tweet that I liked. Well, so anyway, somebody somebody tweeted at Bomani Jones. Like, call, like saying, like, I'm so glad you're not on this show. You suck, or whatever. And, and he retweeted the guy saying, "Bruh, it's Saturday morning." <laughs> like, and the, and the guy deleted it. So, which which I can relate to because I think it was this year on Mother's Day, where like one of the I, one of the message boards started just like attack. I was like, oh, I bet Woody's dad is this and that, and like you know they started like making fun of my family and I just went on there and I was like, my dad's dead and it's mother's day. Can you, can you guys cut me yeah, some yeah, slack? Come on, bro. Like, well, cause, <laughs> cause we get a notification, like they were tagging me in it, you know? So I'm like, Oh, did someone commit? Did something happen? And you go there and it's just like, let's just take a break today. It's a holiday, you know? So Wait, they were like trashing your dad on father's day. <laughs> well, that was mother's day. And they were just saying that my dad was like job of the hut or some fat joke like that. You know what I mean? Uh, that's corny. Hey, you've been, you've been slimming down, man. I've seen your pictures on Instagram and Seth Smith's thing. You, you, you lost a lot of weight, man. Congratulations. Yeah, on that, I, man. Don't let them, don't let them haters. Don't let them haters sap your energy. That's bro. what you think. You, I still man. feel pretty fat. So we'll see what you think after you see me in person. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some, I'm seeing some progress from you, man. All you right. know? So just, just take the compliment. Okay. Jesus. What well, I'm just warning you. It's like, it's like we got a blind date coming up and I'm working the angles, <laughs> on Snapchat filters and stuff, you know? <laughs> so, all right. Blake Anderson, also known as uncle blazer, who was on workaholics. You might remember. He tweeted this, which made me laugh. He said, uh, "He said, been taking a bunch of losses lately. Feel like I'm in an El Nino. <laughs> which for some reason made me laugh. An L. The right. L is the joke. Yeah, he right put there. the L in there. Oh, you know, we, we needed to talk about this. Cliff Kingsbury fake social media accounts, but we can bring that one back. Um I got I got a tweet. I got a tweet I, I really like. It's from Sarah Beatty. Um, so Entertainment Weekly tweeted out that uh, Mandy Moore successfully hiked to Mount Everest base camp as the mountain's death toll rises. And she quote tweets it and says, wait, is she murdering them? <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. <laughs> oh, you know what I liked? You know what I wanted to talk about? I talked about this with Rob off the air. Um this one is pretty funny. Did you see these tweets from Nick Van Exel about iced coffee? Yeah, yeah. He discovered iced coffee. Yeah. So so Nick Van Exel tweeted last week, had an iced coffee for the first time yesterday. My new drink. This was at 1152 on June 9th. 
AM, AM, not PM. And <laughs> somebody responded said, if an iced coffee is your new drink, what was your previous go-to coffee drink? And what rock have you been living under that you've never tried an iced coffee before? He replied, ha, a boulder, never been a coffee drinker. Uh, then he then he retweets like some <laughs> he retweets the thing of this nitro cold brew caveman coffee. <laughs> and he said, So this is what I'm supposed to try, huh? And then uh that was all that happened on June 9th. Then on June eleventh, as he was getting ready for bed. Actually, no, this was it was June eleventh at midnight, so it would have been the night of June tenth. He tweets, Good night. Iced coffee in the in the AM for me. Can't wait in all caps with two exclamation points. And then he goes on to explain. Uh, he goes on to explain in a video where he tells where he says he's really mad at everybody that they didn't let him know about iced coffee beforehand. And and honestly, I can relate to Nick. I I drink a lot more coffee now than I have before. You know, it's increased over the last five years, and a lot of it is iced or like sweetened coffee. You know. Um, right, right. No, just drink it black, bro. Just drink it black. That's what Rob Rob will drink: iced black coffee or iced cold brew. Yeah, Friedman yeah. does the same. Rob calls it diesel, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, diesel, diesel, bro, diesel, because it gets you pumped up, and it doesn't have any sugar in it. It's good for if you're doing like the intermittent fasting, where you're only allowed to eat for like an eight-hour window. So if your window's like twelve to eight. Then when you wake up in the morning, you can just drink some coffee and it'll like satiate you and actually give you some energy until noon when you can eat lunch. All right. Well, so, if you're starving yourself, then then that's the way to go. So well, you're not really starving yourself, though. I mean, you don't really need to eat that much. Man, I can't believe all these. Del- I got I got so many deleted tweets in my in my favorites. It's unbelievable. Come on, people. What are we doing? Ruining my tweet. Well, they're saying they're, they're saying trash to you about your dad who's dead. Like, I mean. <laughs> If I said some, if I talk some trash to, your, to you about your dad, and you're like, "Dude, my dad's dead. It's a holiday. Can we chill?" I'd probably go ahead and delete that too, bro. Probably delete my account oh, no, and reevaluate I, my life. Please. I say that to be, well, they don't know that I. I will say that to anyone who says anything about my. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, my dad's being a, a jerk or whatever." I'm like, "Yeah, my dad's dead." So. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my go-to. So it's one of my go-to. <laughs> I remember. I remember somebody like in, especially in college, when I was going to school with like a bunch of rich, entitled kids. You know, yeah. oh, my dad won't give me any money, or my dad, you know, and I'm like, yeah, my dad's dead, so. And they just like nobody knows what to say to that or how to respond to that. So. I know, I love it. A lot of times when, people when, say they're sorry, and I'll be like, "Well, you didn't kill him, so you know, I'm not gonna take it on. <laughs> just make it worse. Just twist the knife. All right, I'm not gonna take it out on you. But last thing before we leave, Josh Hemholt, true alpha male of Rivals.com, and he'll he'll box you too. He's a boxer, so watch out. Josh tweets. All you who retweet or re- retweet these, retweet or else what will happen to you, which I'm sure you see these. You see these with yeah, like yeah, the yeah. torn ACL or some disfigured body part or whatever. <laughs> he says, anyone who retweets that is mentally soft. You're going to talk about the response to that, right? Tired, tired of my timeline having pictures of severed body parts all over it. And uh, <laughs> what, do, what do we get here? Um so, from who? Which from 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 like Cliff Doucette? 
He said, sounds like you should be looking in the mirror, crying about them posting it. Typical hypocrite S word. (laughs) Basically calling Josh soft for calling other people soft. Because he can't handle some body parts on his timeline. So who (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. I mean, hey. Hey, good counterpunch there. Josh, you got to keep your left up, bro. You're a boxer. <laughs> Let's put a Twitter poll up and determine who's softer, Josh or the people Josh is calling soft. <laughs> oh, man. We got a lot of internal stuff today. So if you're a fan of Rivals.com, we got a lot of inside baseball stuff. So that's it for us. Uh, sorry it's so short, but I am going out of town and I need to pack. I always pack at the last minute. But I got a pack. I got stories to write. I got things to do. So, so big shout to anyone. And we got the five star. We got the five star challenge coming up next week, buddy. Yeah, we got the five star challenge next week. So hopefully we can do something live. We've had some issues with that in the past for some st- reasons I won't get into here. <laughs> um, but I know I'll buy a microphone. I'll, we'll, we'll walk across the street to the mall. Is it the same place? Are we at the same hotel? Uh, no, we're downtown. So you you shouldn't be out walking anywhere unless you're gonna be having your philly uh <laughs> your philly swagger going i'm i'm 41 man my my philly swagger is diminished you're not staying at the hotel right you're staying with a friend no no well i could i could stay with a friend i could stay with you uh no <laughs> you cannot stay with me oh come on man <laughs> yeah, i got a family got another family member flying in from overseas so big shout to her so uh no i am actually staying at the hotel with your boy mark ennis okay so that's at the it's at a five-star hotel i believe or first maybe yeah, it's not yeah. a five-star because they have a golf course but it's a really nice hotel so it'll be a do they serve breakfast do they serve yeah. breakfast can i get a hot breakfast well here's the problem the nice so if you stay at a super eight you get a free breakfast and you're guaranteed they got a waffle maker and everything right Whoa, you stay at a nice Hilton, they charge you 20 bucks for breakfast, even though you're paying twice as much for the room. I never get how that works. So I'm not sure what the breakfast situation is like. But uh, anywho, uh, we'll be there with bells on. We'll be there. Hopefully we get some interviews done. We do a, a in-person podcast and maybe we'll do some stuff. So let us know if you want to hear anything. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Somehow we keep we got a few new reviews and we're still at 103. So I don't know what's going on with the counting. I don't know if people are deleting their reviews what's happening so let us know leave us a review we will be back uh next week from the five star challenge thanks for listening dave thanks for uh making me do this and uh we'll be back (laughs) next week peace